All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome into a December 18th edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Hope you had a good weekend, hockey fans. The show, as always, is streaming on the DFO YouTube. And as always, it is brought to you by Batano 19 Plus. Please play responsibly. Frank, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Better once the uh, Cowboys lost. So looking forward to a little Monday night football tonight. NHL trade freeze goes into effect at 11.59 local time on Tuesday night. So looking forward to that as well. Uh, we'll start the show with just a quick little bit of breaking news. The Boston Bruins have loaned centerman Matthew Patra to the Team Canada World Junior Team. So a uh, big ad for Team Canada. We always had Stephen Ellis on last week talking about that a little bit. Do you like this move from the Bruins, Frank? Yeah, I think confidence is going to be a key. He had a great start to the year, but I think as a lot of 18-year-olds find out, it's really hard to find your footing in the NHL on a consistent basis. They'll chew you up and spit you out. And, you know, I think for him to get some confidence back for Team Canada, be one of the more dominant players there can only help. Yeah, five goals on the season for him, but just one in his last 10. So he'll get plenty of puck touches with Team Canada at the upcoming World Juniors. We'll have Stephen Ellis on a little bit later on this week to talk a little bit more about that. But Frank, let's talk about some of the results from the weekend. And none were juicier than the revenge game between Kyle Dubas and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, okay, he's not really on the ice, but the camera was fixated on the Penguins GM throughout this game. And they got a lot of interesting reaction as Dubas's Penguins were drubbed 7 nothing 
by the Toronto Maple Leafs in a game where they didn't even have Austin Matthews. It was Max Domi, Matthew Nyes carrying the load offensively. We'll get into the Penguins in a second, but an impressive win by the Leafs here. Yeah, I think the Leafs just continue to pile up points no matter what they've been faced with this season. Austin Matthews and his Hart Trophy-like production this season, he's out for the game with illness, by the way, back on the ice today for practice, so a good sign on that front. But whether it's missing half of your blue line, which it feels like the Leafs have been for a chunk of this season, or your goalies, you're on to your third guy in Martin Jones, doesn't really seem to matter. They continue to just stack up milk, milk, squirt, squirt, uh, get some points out uh, on a nightly basis, which is really the name of the game in the regular season in the NHL. Stack up as many as you can, try and play as consist- consistently as possible, and you're going to find yourself in a pretty good position in the standings. Yeah, and don't look now, but they are still within arm's reach of the Boston Bruins for the top spot in the division as we get closer, just past sort of the one-third mark of the NHL season. The Pittsburgh Penguins, Frank, they aren't really within arm's reach of a playoff spot right now, and a 7 nothing loss it sticks out like a sore thumb. And when you look back now at their first 29 games of the year and you go, okay, they're 13, 13 and three, right around the 500 mark, whatever you want to call that in today's NHL. But they've gotten there despite the fact they've been healthy. Kristen Jari's been good. Sidney Crosby was scoring at a 50 goal pace at one point. And now you look at this and go, Hey, what if Jari doesn't hold up? What if Crosby slows down off that 50 goal pace, which like he probably will at some point. It's getting hard to envision things getting better in Pittsburgh, and that's going to lead to some interesting conversations. Yeah, what is the best-case scenario for this Penguins team? That's the part that I really struggle to figure out, given all the things that you mentioned. Could their power play have been better for a month of time? Of course. Would they have piled up more points in that time? Certainly. There's no doubt with all the one-goal games that they played. But Given all those other things that you mentioned, an all-world season from Crosby, the health of Malkin and others, Chris Letang is another good example, and Tristan Jari, for this team to still be on pace for 82 points and probably 10 to 13 points away from a playoff spot, depending on how you look at it when it's all said and done, that's what they're on track for. They've got some tough questions to ask after Kyle Dubas already traded away this team's first round pick to get Eric Carlson, who's on pace for about 65 to 70 points this year instead of the 100 that he had last year. So where are they heading? What's the best case scenario? And can this Penguins team claw back into the race in the Eastern Conference? I'm just struggling to envision the path for them to do so. Can they make up the ground? I mean, I guess they could, but... Who's going to be their shot in the arm? Who are, are they going to be in a spot where they're really willing to devote more assets to try and get into the playoff mix this year? If anything, I think the more likely path, as you look at the Eastern Conference wildcard standings, is that Kyle Dubas gets to a spot in February after being embarrassed on Saturday night back at Scotiabank Arena for the first time that they begin selling off pieces instead of adding. But then you go look at like, okay, who are their pending UFAs that they could look to move? And it's like, no one's touching Jeff Carter. He, he's not exactly an NHL guy, not even, or yeah, and he's in the last year, 3.125 million. Like, again, even if 50% retained, I don't think any contender wants Jeff Carter. So who are they going to move? Like Jake Gensel, is that really That's- a guy they're going to part ways with? That's crazy. How do you look at Sidney Crosby and say, your elite running mate here that you've had for the last number of seasons, we're going to move him for a first and a prospect? The the name of the game at that point will be extracting as much value as possible from this roster. And I think you'd have to start with players like Gensel in order to have an authentic, true conversation 
about where the Penguins are heading in the future. Oof. And if you're doing that and taking the long-term view of things, then there's a bunch of other interesting conversations that probably need to be had as well in Pittsburgh. For now, I know Penguins fans are just hoping they can win their games in hand and get back into the mix in the Eastern Conference wildcard picture. Another team that's, well, they're right in the thick of it in terms of the Eastern Conference wildcard picture. It's the Carolina Hurricanes, Frank, and the crease situation in Carolina is certainly a fascinating one. Anti-Ranta went on waivers and cleared waivers yesterday. He's been reassigned to the American Hockey League, but Freddie Anderson is still, what, a month away from playing games? I know he's back skating, but What's the latest here in Carolina? What's their plan in the meantime while Anderson is out and Rant is in the American League? I think the hope is that Pyotr Kachekov, who played pretty well his last few games, continues to tide this team over. And that was really the thought process this year for two guys in Anderson and Ranta who have significant injury histories is, okay, if one of those guys falters, we have Kochetkov waiting in the wings to come in and play well. He signed a four-year, $8 million contract that you would think would put him in position to really take over, but he struggled so mightily and the Hurricanes goaltending as a whole has struggled so mightily this season. 32nd ranked in the NHL, 874 save percentage as a team. Ranta trying to find his game. He goes down to the AHL and GM Don Waddell uh, had shared over the last 24 hours that Ranta had let the team know, hey, I'm not willing to have my career end this way despite an 854 save percentage this year. I want to try and go out in a better spot than that. And so he's going to the AHL to try and find himself. Anderson, as you mentioned, he's going to ramp up his skating in the next seven to 10 days. I think they've continued to peruse the goalie market as a whole. They brought in Aaron Dell on a PTO contract within the last 24 hours as well to see if maybe he could be a stopgap measure until Anderson can get fully healthy. Anderson, as you mentioned, looking kind of like a month away now that he's been medically cleared, which is the important part coming off of the blood clots. I think they're just looking to stabilize things. And I think in the meantime, if Kochetkov can play well and your team has now clawed back into a playoff position, if you sort the standings by points percentage, that, well, maybe that might be enough. You should always sort the standings by points percentage. As you know, Frank, uh, you are big on that as we get later in the year. Um, we got a comment in the YouTube from D. Ely who said, yep, only doing stories on the Canes when they are struggling. And I mean, sure, this is more about the goaltending than anything. So let me give you some positivity, D. Ely, since you're clearly a Canes fan. I still really like this team, Frank. Like I look at that blue line and I go from Burns on down with Slavin. Like there's so many quality pieces there on paper. I think that is the best blue line in the NHL. I like this team still. I think it's a matter of them just sorting out their goaltending and they will be good to go. And they'll look like the Carolina Hurricanes of old. Am I too optimistic? No, but I think the also the, the nice part for the Canes is the two teams that are occupying second and third in the Metro division standings right now are the Flyers and Islanders. And both of those teams are playing well, but I don't think either one of those sort of puts the fear of God in you that you can't make it back. And by the way, you look at their defensive pairs here, a guy who's been a healthy scratch for a significant chunk of the season, Tony D'Angelo. Well, they've been running 11 and seven their last few games as well to get D'Angelo more into the mix. Um, They've got a lot of different options. And by the way, one of those other options in net has been Yanov Peretz, who we didn't talk about yet, comes up from the ECHL. And I saw a lot of people knocking him saying, oh, who is this guy that they're bringing in from the ECHL? Could he possibly be someone that could help this team? You have to remember, the Canes are one of the, they're actually the only team in the NHL that doesn't have an AHL affiliate. So the only place that they could 
have any control in sending guys was the ECHL. So that's where Peretz went after winning a national championship with Quinnipiac. Uh, so certainly a guy that they have uh, high hopes for. But for the meantime, they're just trying to sort of hang on until they can get more consistent goaltending, which you would think by the nature of the position that they'll find it at some point. It can't possibly be as bad as it's been to start. Yeah, I think I agree with you. They don't have the worst goaltending, again, on paper in the NHL. I think it's one of those things that will eventually regress back to the mean. Um, let's talk a little bit about this Yuso Valimaki situation, Frank. It's just mind-boggling. And, I mean, when I read your tweet uh, over the weekend on, what was it, Friday night, I was just shaking my head. Like, that alone, how does a guy who eventually needs 55 stitches for internal bleeding how does he sit in a hospital for, what was it, three or four hours before getting care? Take us through this situation and why maybe it's so concerning for the NHLPA. Yeah, this was certainly a pretty explosive story that had popped up that, you know, a month after the fact, a lot of people are still asking questions for Yusuf Alamaki and, and on his behalf to make sure that we don't have another situation that pops up. He took a 93-mile-an-hour slap shot to the face severe facial injury gets transported to the hospital and essentially is left to more or less fend for himself. Luckily for him, his wife uh, happened to be at the road game in Dallas. She's advocating for his care along with someone that the coyotes left behind and Devin McConnell, a, a high performance director from their staff. This is an ugly story because a lot of people, the reaction from fans has been, oh, well, welcome to the U.S. healthcare system. This is how it works. They triage in a hospital and they have to deal with more critical trauma patients that are coming through the door like gunshot victims, which, yes, happens to be a fact of life in the U.S. And Valimaki essentially is sitting there. He can't even get the wound cleaned for four hours uh, that's how long of a period of time he's sitting. They were told to go back to the hotel, sleep it off, but he had significant internal bleeding that, as you mentioned, needed 55 stitches to close just to get him comfortable for the night, let alone the broken bone and the subsequent surgery that was required to help fix that and realign his teeth. My point in the story is to shed light on a situation that popped up that the NHL PA wants answers on. Their executive board is asking questions. Uh, the Coyotes players are asking questions and the NHL and NHLPA are now jointly investigating this situation that has popped up that, hey, there's clearly a gap in protocol here. And players are asking, we don't think this is how others would be treated in the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. Why are we just kind of being dropped off at the hospital and not receiving more private care? And I think as a fan watching, you're saying, well, why would I care about this? I think because we all ask a lot of players and taking a 93-mile-an-hour slap shot to the face, the least you could do is at least get him proper medical care after the fact. Yeah, and I think that's the point. I, I I kind of understand where people would come from. Like, oh, like, you know, average person wouldn't get special care, but at the end of the day, look around professional sports. Like, this feels like one of those things when you look at the four major sports leagues that would only happen to an NHL player. So at, if there is more on that story, we will have it covered over at dailyfaceoff.com. We are running quickly through the show here, Frank. So let's quickly go into our fair and foul here on a Monday morning as we do every Monday morning. And I'm going to start with one that is based on the top scorers in the NHL. Yourself and Jason Greger on the DFO Rundown this morning had a very good conversation about the Hart Trophy. Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, Nikita Kutrov, who's in the mix? Here's my fair foul for you. You see Nikita Kutrov leading the league with 52 points. 
I'm going to say he will not be the first player to 100 points this year. I think either McKinnon or McDavid get there before Kucherov. Fair or foul? What's your thought process in getting to that point, though? I think the Tampa Bay Lightning have looked painfully average so far this season. I know Kucherov has been doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but their power play has continued to get colder as the year has gone on. I think that will slow his production. I think McDavid and the Oilers' power play will stay hot, and I just love this role that Nathan McKinnon's on. I'm obsessed with watching this guy right now. I think McKinnon is fully capable of keeping this heater going as well. Yeah, I'll say fair. I could I could see McKinnon totally being the first player to get to 100 points. He's kind of neck and neck with Kucherov, not really far back. And you look at just the incredible consistency that he's played with in his career over these last 600 games, or last, sorry, 440 games, he has 600 points. So it's a pretty incredible total that he's been able to work himself up to. And uh, man, the abs are pretty good team as well. So I don't see them going anywhere. I'll say fair. Yeah, there is a lot of good teams in that central division right now. We talked about the jets a little bit this morning on the rundown as well. You can find that wherever you get your podcast from. You guys also talked about the Ottawa senators a little bit, Frank, whether you sort by points or points percentage, the senators are a bottom five club in the NHL. I'm going to say they stay in that bottom five for the rest of the season. They look lost. They look like they just, I don't know. I don't want to say they don't compete on a consistent basis, but it just feels like they don't have enough on a consistent basis. Senators staying as a bottom five team by the end of the season. Fair or foul? Foul. I mean, just look at their recent history. They've started like this the last number of years and certainly don't finish like this. So that's one. And two, I don't really have any questions about this team's compete, which I think is the hardest part for their new brass, including Steve Steos as president of Hockey Ops and interim GM and their new owner and Michael Anlauer to wrap their brains around. If you watch that game against the Dallas Stars the other night on a back-to-back, they had controlled vast stretches of that game, weren't able to come back, uh, come out on top. They had three different two-goal leads that were erased. I, I'm not looking at that team and saying it's one that quit, but I think... depending on how you look at the standings and you mentioned how you sort them. I mean, some would already say, and Jason Greger declared them dead on our podcast earlier today, that he thinks their season is already over, that they don't have a chance to make the playoffs. I think with kind of how wide open the East is like the math is really daunting, but this team is so much better than the way that they've played. I, I just, I, I don't understand the lack of moves. Like, clearly, this is a team that's struggling. It seems like they need some kind of shot in the arm. They've been loath to fire their coach, make a coaching change in DJ Smith. Something has to give at some point with how sort of consistently inconsistent this team has been, or or some would argue consistently poor. So we are split on whether the Senators can turn things around. If I were to ask you the same question about the Columbus Blue Jackets, Frank, I don't think we would be split. I think that would be a consensus. They're staying in the basement. It's been a dumpster fire, and that is what we're going to dig into this week with the Coach's Room. The Coach's Room is delivered by DoorDash, where for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of dollars or more all you need to do is download the doordash app and use the promo code nation at 25 john goins you can find him on twitter at gourmet underscore hockey he is a color analyst with tsn 690 and he is a former head coach in the qmjhl he joins us every week to break down film and take us a little bit of a layer deeper and that is exactly what we are going to do 
with the Columbus Blue Jackets, John. It has been an ugly, ugly start to the season. And the first area I want to talk about with you is just their transition game. Things like gap and reloads. Just how poor has that been in Columbus this year? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's been really bad. It's uh there's guys that are going for skates. There's um the, 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 the lack of gap, they actually rank around 29th, 30th in the league in their gap. And what does that mean? We hear about transition. We hear about gap all the time. Well, the thing is, is you got to gap up. Not, not when you have the puck is typically when you got to gap up. You got to gap up. You got to be supporting the rush. So when there are turnovers, then you can kind of reload and take away time and space against the transition of the opponents. But there just seems to be, you know, at times it looks like NASCAR. They're just turning and turning, turning. They just, there's no stopping. There's, they don't want to get to the inside. They're very perimeter through the neutral zone. And they're actually 31st in defensive plays through the neutral zone. So as we fire up, these are purely gap and transition and rushes against. It's very poor. Here's your F3. His first two guys are not anywhere close to reloading. One pass, two passes, bang, mini breakaway. Like, it's just too quick. Guys are getting caught outside dots. Again, F3, good zone support. You should be no problem in this case safe. He drifts low. He doesn't give time for the other guys to get back. That guy, the forward in the picture there, skates backwards. Terrible gap. He should be pivoting forward and skating on top of everybody. Because they don't pressure anybody, what happens? It opens up width of the zone against, and again, a little shot and a little bit of a deflection. Simple. You get into your one, two, two. You're in no man's land. One quick pass beats three players. What's going to happen? Terrible gap again between the D and against the opponent. Little tag up play. No problem. You hear surfing talked about a lot. These two D need to pivot and skate forward to close. They go forward backwards Give them an opening to come right down the pipe. And again, their forechecking numbers aren't very good, but it's really not good when one forechecker, two forecheckers, D gets caught outside dots, a late change, 
and then Holtz comes right down the middle, gets a quality shot. And you're going to see this clip later on when we look at goals. And last but not least, breakout. Okay, crap happens sometimes, but now it's just outside your blue line. Surf. No, they go forward, backwards. So, again, it lends more opportunity for those numbers of bad gap to, uh, to continue to go lower and lower into the, uh, into the league rankings. So, John, speaking of league rankings, the Blue Jackets are right at the very bottom in terms of even strength, five-on-five five scoring so far this year. What are some of the underlying numbers that you look at that support such a poor ranking? Yeah, and it's really strange because, again, some people might look at the power playing, uh, sorry, special teams and go, well, wait a second. How are they eighth on the penalty killing, but yet they're 31st at five-on-five five scoring? Like, usually the identity of how you play defensively as a team at five-on-five five should lend itself to a good PK. But in this case, it's like upside-down world for some reason because after that, you look. We've already talked about defensive plays in the neutral zone are poor or near the bottom of the league. But then it's the odd man rushes. They're 24th. They are 30th in the league in defensive zone possession time against. It's a mouthful. Then it's they're near the bottom of the league in everything to do with the slot. Passes to the slot, they're 32nd. No pressure shots from the slot, they're 32nd. Shot attempts from the slot, they're 24th. And how does that happen? Well, if you don't have the basics of stops and starts, awareness, or care, and care goes into game management, you're going to see a clip coming up on, on some of these turnovers where there's just like, ah, you know what, I'm going to go for a line change. Like, I know there's been criticism because how many times, right, Frank, how many times can we crack that whip? But at some point, something's got to change, and the players who get paid big money have to buy into saying, hey, I got to stop in the slot and I got to defend. So let's roll the clips because we're going to see it's ugly. It's just U-G-L-Y. So you got a breakout. You got good numbers. You got possession, simple play. But watch these two guys go for a skate hoping that it's a breakout. Bang, it's in the back of the net. You can't hope in this game. That's like me hoping that I get a six-pack. I'm better off going to the... The, the convenience store and buying one. It ain't going to happen if I hold. Here's a terrible turnover. Look at this line change after these two guys turn over the puck. Guy goes right down the pipe. Thank you very much. In the back of the net. How is that possible? Care. It's care. Look at this puck focus. Five guys. They're up 5 nothing after the, the second period. Bang, in the back of the net. Like, it's here. Three versus five. As a coach, you're like, perfect. This is what we want. Get them on a quadrant. Close it off. Wierenski's going for a breakout. Oh, let's leave Barkov right in the pipe. Boom, Forsling, wide open. So that's called a bumper relief. Like, how does it happen? Because you look at it and it's like, again, bang, three versus five. Nothing should happen positively for Florida. Nobody boxes out down low. Four guys looking at the point, which is a forward. Boom, in the back of the net. So here's that transition we looked at earlier. Right? Bad gap. Holtz right down the pipe. Gets a shot. First to recover the puck. Look at everybody just, oh, oh Eric Hall. Oh, look at that. Like, there's no stop, no awareness. We talk about shoulder checks all the time. Terrible gap. Okay, you can adjust by pressuring the puck carrier. You're up 5-1. Nope. Hey, let's let Marner make us look absolutely ridiculous. And to be honest, I know he goes between his legs, but it's a soft goal. Let's call it the way it is.
Another example of turning and spinning their wheels like they're driving NASCAR. Where's everybody going here? No support underneath. Boom. It's a long-range shot. Toffoli's a sniper, but still you need a save once in a while. There should have there should be nothing going on here for St. Louis. Zero. They got four guys just below the hash marks. One chip play, breakaway under the bar. It's this care of reloading, stopping on pucks, putting pressure, all that type of stuff. Watch the turning again. Where are you going? Right? It's going to happen. You turn. Maybe you got a button hook and you got to have some urgency to get back. And it's just, again, you could see why they're low, uh, bottom of the league in passes to the slot. Here, there's no urgency. Look at the slot. It's it's downright, I haven't used this very often or any time. It's brutal. And as a former coach, if you will, it gets my blood boiling. The fact that, yes, they've got some good off offensive numbers, third in the league at five on five and goals four. But that number is going to be just, you want to talk about fair or foul? That's going to be gone very soon. Because if you keep defending like that, you are going to get zero offense eventually. So let me just in 30 seconds or less, like when you size up all the blue jackets, you know, issues, is it personnel or is it scheme? I'm going to say it's uh, a partially, I'm going to say 70, 30. I'm going to say 70 on the players and 30 on the scheme. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're paid professionals to stop and defend the slot and know full well that analytically you're going to play 95 to 97% of the game without the puck, well, then you got to have to care without the puck. And before I go, Yannick Peretz, former player of mine, was the goalie just before Devin Levi the year before. Two kids from Dollar Des Armos. Awesome story to see him get called up this early in his pro career. Love that shout-out, and as always, love the analysis. John, thanks for hopping on and doing this again. Thanks, guys. All right, Frank, moving along to our daily face-off inbox question. Hashtag ask DFO. Uh, Sergeant Battle hopped in the chat and said, before the context, Jacob Chikrin skating down the Dallas Stars tunnel was one of the funnier moments of the season. And Jeremiah asked us to maybe just, you know, shine some light on why that happened. So first off, Jacob Chikrin came out and shared the picture of his face with the big cut on it. And basically, teams don't travel with their own doctors, so he had to go see the Stars doctor, right? Yes, and that's exactly what happened. But I, one of the best tweets that I saw about it was like when someone's in group seven trying to board with group one, like you, just, you don't belong here. Please step aside. Uh, yeah, that was really, really good. Jeremiah also wanted to know if you're expecting any moves before the trade freeze tomorrow night. I think maybe on the goalie front, I think the LA Kings have been pretty active trying to add someone a little bit more on the depth side. Uh, they're not happy with Copley and his start to the year. I don't think they trust David Riddick, but just checking in with a few teams in the last three or four hours here this morning, my understanding, especially when it comes to a team like the Calgary Flames, a lot of people were wondering, oh, hey, look, Colorado has exactly the correct cap space to add someone like Elias Lindholm down the middle. Doesn't seem like anything's percolating, at least today, on that front before. And I think they're probably all thinking that it'll be way more active on the other side of the freeze as we flip the calendar to 2024. 
we had another question in the chat about what the Avs could be getting up to after trading Tatar. So you know, maybe you hinted a little at that. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Carter Hutton will swing by and we'll dig into the goalie market a little bit more yeah. as yeah. well. Uh, I was going to say quickly, um, I do think the Avs have been one of the teams that have reached out to Calgary about Lindholm, but I don't think that they've presented themselves as any more serious than anyone else. All right, there you go. Um, let's And it was Barra, by the way, who asked that question as well. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, let's get to our Botano daily bets for the day. The game starts now at Botano.ca. A couple of plays for you here on a Monday night. Frank, the first one, as I do, I've spotted an over that I like. It's between the Ducks and the Wings. Now, this total is set at six and a half. It's paying, you know, it's split on either side. So neither one is really the favorite per se. But the Wings have had at least six plus goals in seven of their last 10. The Ducks have had at least six plus goals in seven of their last 10. So I like these two sides to roll over in this hockey game tonight. They've both been a part of some really high scoring games. Ducks offense doesn't look that bad right now either. And I'm also going to take the Florida Panthers on the money line at minus 125. The Flames only have four wins in their last 10. The Panthers are humming so far and just picked apart the Edmonton Oilers in a part of their Western road trip here. And I think this price is getting shoved down a little bit just because you know, it's up against a Canadian team. The odds usually tend to get juiced a little in their favor. I think this line is simply priced wrong at minus 125. So give me the cats on the money line this evening. And that'll wrap up, Frank, with a little bit of garbage time. It's brought to you by Wendy's and the Daily Face-Off Survivor Game. New week starts now. I'm taking the wings over three and a half goals because I like the overs. So I like the wings to score. Frank, you're going to be trying to get past day, what, day two? Is that still your record? No, I got, I've gotten to day three, but I just can't swing it, string it together any more than that. I'm going to go uh, Sam Reinhardt to get an assist tonight. So Sam Reinhardt over a half of an assist in the Daily Faceoff Survivor pool, dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. As you mentioned, new week, new game. And uh, Reinhardt, 21 assists in 31 games this season. Pretty decent chance. Yeah, not bad. And new chances to win uh, prizes from our friends at Wendy's like the combo of their new chicken strips and French toast sticks, which you can order now on the Wendy's app. For me, Frank Garbage Time, we talked at the beginning of the show about the Bruins letting Matt Patra go to the World Junior Tournament this year. We talked about Columbus being a dumpster fire. You had a great tweet about uh, Pascal Vincent's decision to have Adam Fantilli down on the fourth line. Yes, the Kramer brain exploding. You said, make it make sense. I'll make this make sense for the Blue Jackets. They should send Fantilli to the World Juniors. Let this guy go play and dominate a hockey tournament for a week. You're not going anywhere this season, Columbus. You have nothing to lose, and burying this guy on the fourth line is stupid. Let Fantilli go to the World Juniors. It's not even just the fourth line. It's let's take him off of his center position and put him there. And I saw some mouth-breathing Blue Jackets fans that were replying saying, oh, he hasn't earned more than that. I'm sorry, when you're the number two overall pick or number three overall pick in the draft. Uh, and you have a season that has completely gone down the toilet and you have no hopes of going anywhere except maybe to 30th place. Then this season should be all about exactly like Adam Fantilli and the other guys that are of his age. I, I still no part. And, and John Goyans just broke it down for us like full on exploding brain. I do not understand anything that's happened in Columbus this year. 
It makes very little sense, but sometimes the car wrecks are a little fun to take a glance at as you drive by. We've beaten it to death, though, so far this season. Uh, that is a wrap on today's edition of the show. Tomorrow, we'll talk a little bit more about the trade freeze. And like I said, Carter Hutton is going to swing by. Big shout out to John Goins for giving us some A-plus analysis again in the coaches room. And everyone on the YouTube, you were also fantastic. So we'll see you all again tomorrow at noon Eastern time. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? 
For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.